Hey, it's Paul. And Shamina. And welcome back for Head Boss in Charge. Oh gosh, that was so forced. I can't do it. My energy is so low. Um, well, happy Pride. Yeah, happy Pride. It is here and queer and Get lit used to it. on that 16th Mission Street Park station. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, y'all. Yeah. Like, whenever you land there. It's so extra. <laughs> I mean, you know they'd be, they'd be doing like... I mean, you got, you got the, the, the queens that are just, you know, trying to make a dollar or two, selling themselves. You got drug deals going on. You got... It was the... like a concert. A horror movie. <laughs> you a got people sitcom. with the, the food carts. <laughs> Entrepreneurs out there. Entrepreneurs. I'm like, no, sir. I don't want your street meat. <laughs> Not here with this guy who's sitting next to you who has all these pigeons sitting on him. <laughs> Literally. I was like, I feel like this is not safe. Like, mm-hmm. he just poured breadcrumbs all over himself and was like, come on, y'all. And there's, like, not, there's not, there's more places like that than not places, like, in terms of stations. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are left with very limited choices when it comes to uh, avoiding the circus. All right. Yeah, so... How you bossing? Yeah, got you first. Gotcha. <laughs> so, um, the way I really want to feel right now is, that, yes, I'm excited. It's Pride Weekend. It's going to be a working girls weekend. Um, I have a couple performances and drag tomorrow night at my um, uh, home club. I dance there a lot. I perform there a lot. And um, what's really exciting is that the headliner for tomorrow night is this uh, black rapper, a gay rapper named Leif, um, L-E, number one, and then F. Um, so I they, had to visually look at that. Yeah, and I don't really, I've heard of him, I don't really know his music, but all the girls are like, oh my gosh, like, Leif is performing, we're gonna make Leif, blah, 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 I'm like, yeah, well, for, once, yeah. I, for once I don't know something, but yeah, sure, I'm excited. <laughs> um, so, and he's like from the New York scene, underground, um, mm. And it's, that's a, for a pride that's so, that's really like white gay pride, I'm really surprised that, you know, that's oh. the headliner. Okay. Because SF Pride is like for either straight people or white people. Oh, there. <laughs> In San Francisco. Um, it's very absent of color, but they are doing small things to be more um, all-inclusive of the rainbow, because mm-hmm. that's why it's a rainbow to begin with, not a white line. True. So, yeah, so I'm excited about that. I have rehearsal tonight after we record this podcast, more tech and rehearsal tomorrow. So it's going to be busy. And then Sunday, we'll see what happens. I might go to a house party. Um, I was invited by Twitter. Um, my friend works at Twitter and he invited me to march with them in the parade. I was like, oh, the CEO of Twitter. You're like, I was invited by Twitter. Like, themselves. Uh, I got a DM <laughs> from Twitter saying, hey. Come through. <laughs> So, and that would be cool. I haven't really done the parade thing since year one when I moved here, and I'm kind of past oh, it. Oh, this was in the parade? You're going to be in the parade? In the parade, yeah. Oh, okay, um, do you think? Because I've only watched it. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so it's, I'm just, um, that's what the way I want to feel, but right now I got this stomach pain <laughs> <laughs> that is making me feel a little um, bleak, <laughs> so excuse my um, uh, lack of expression moving <laughs> forward. I'm going to try to get excited about the topic because it is a really exciting topic. Um, and work ain't shit. All right. <laughs> How you bossing? Um, it has been a, a challenging week and a challenging day. And I'm so glad. I'm going to try real hard not to smack or crunch loudly because I'm eating dinner because it's been a little bit of that kind of day. Yeah. Um, pupusas for the win. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has just been 
I had been trying to work on my affirmations and I feel like the devil is trying to be busy and then mm. I'm paying atten- too much attention to that shit. And rather than focusing on myself, excuse me, and my wellness, um, but I've been more on track and structured this week in terms of like working out and eating. I was out of the state. I was in the Midwest uh, last week and then in Palm Springs um, for some vacation time with family. Both of those, I mean, it was a work conference, but I got to see my best friend. Um, Palm Springs with my family was flawless. It was hot. There was a pool. (laughs) There was drinks. Um, and there was family and no structured uh, schedule, um, in a beautiful house. It was fantastic. And I need to spend longer periods of time down in Palm Springs when it's warm, but not too hot. Um, so really I need to just identify when my next like break is going to be. Cause that's kind of where I'm feeling right now. Um, as educators, people think like on the outside, they think like summer, Oh, it's your downtime. And I was like, bitch, it is so busy. Like, so busy. Um, I was late here today because I was trying to wrap up a few things to close the loop on some stuff before the end of the week. Had a business call in the car. I was like, I'm sorry, you can't hear. Like, I'm going to try really my best, but I said I'd follow up, and so I'm following <laughs> up. Please don't save my number. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been, it's been a bit much. This, this, this week has been a bitch, if we can just go ahead and call it that. Oh, yeah. It's been a bitch, um, and I'm tired of her. Um, or him, or them. Yeah, so... All right, pronouns. Right? Um, the inclusive term of uh, uh, the bitch of a week. So I'm just, I'm really trying to uh, pay attention to myself and like do the things that are, are helpful to me or not, and do not do the things that are, have been sources of stress. Um, and so a little bit of that is disconnecting. Um, although low key, I almost never disconnect from Twitter because it's so funny, mm-hmm. um, especially as many messages as I send you. Yeah, I need it. I need it. It, it breaks up the monotony of the day sometimes. Um, Must not laughing. Because some of them are like six in the morning, and I'm sure you're probably like, "Why is she awake?" I'm like, my mind gets going. I roll over and I'm up. So I'm I'm trying to hang in there um, and trying to see the light and trying to recognize that there's a blessing somewhere in this storm. So, yeah. um, well, I am sending you good energy and prayers. Thank you. Um, try to, you know, this weekend's here for a reason, mm-hmm. and um, I hope you can get some positivity from that, too. Yeah. Low-key, I don't really like the pride stuff. It's too many people. Yeah. So I, there's a, a very, a slim and none chance, closer to none, that I'll be out there in the mix, because it's just, it's not my thing, and, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, Pride brings in 1.5 million people. Mm-hmm. It's like New York and SF are the biggest ones in the U.S., so it's just a lot of people. You can yeah. feel it it's between overwhelming. Castro and Embarcadero. It's just like, it's just a lot. Yeah, it's overwhelming. Yeah, um, and that's why it's just a working weekend. I don't really do yeah. fun stuff for myself. It's just like, okay, I'm going to get these poems yeah. and be on my way. Well, and people don't realize how many like people, like actually like how many a million or several hundred thousand in like a very small amount of spaces and like i walk through this country as a black woman and so that is masculine presenting so i'm constantly like where's my exit if i have to run like oh, is wife gonna be like she better keep up like where's the exit how do i get out of here i'm gonna pray now that i don't stop on nobody if i have to get to running because you just never know especially how crazy things are right now i'm like gosh i um that's a risk i can avoid so I'm in a show right now, a, theater, a stage show, and we got, um, before things got started, you know, I was a little bit late, one in the room, and 
so one of our cast members was telling a story. He's a you know gay white man, and um, he got harassed on a bus on his way to rehearsal by these twelve year old boys of color, about to threaten him with a weapon. He car- he says he carries a a, a knife on him, mm-hmm. and you know we were like you know consoling him a little bit, and just you know of all weeks too, it was just yeah. like, and then someone else took. Uh, t- uh, Talked about a story of uh, a drag queen outside of the Eagle who recently got, um, like, a hate crime. Like, she was physically abused. And I heard that. And even as I say it now, just, like, almost want to, like, yeah, I I was just so emotional just hearing that story because I take living here for granted too much. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, 2018 and outside of a safe place, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just testing us. They're just, you know, they are, you know, working off of that comfort that we maybe might be living on. Mm-hmm. But, oh, that hit too close to home. Basic bitch over here. I was like, what is this intro to? I've listened to it like three or four times. So I thought this song would be fitting. Of course. For our podcast. Oh, Boss. I love this one. Okay. Me too. Uh, It's both a read and aspiration. Oh, we're not sorry. I I know. We're not sorry. Yeah, just yet. Just yet. All right. (laughs) So, for Water Cooler Talk, we are going to be going in on this masterpiece, if that's the appropriate word. Um, that is Everything is Love by Beyonce Nils Carter and Jay-Z. Uh, you can let and the, Carters. the first one. <laughs> um, but before we get into it, we have a friend, a guest, and co-host, <laughs> for temporary co-host for today, Maya Lene Evans. Hello. Government names. Scratch that. All three. Do you, do you want the social two? Six six? Right. Okay. I know. Devil's number. I, okay, so you're kind of close there. Hold on now. I was like six. I'm sorry. Not documents. Um, so why don't you introduce yourself and what you do? Hello, my name is Maya Lene Evans, what I go by. Maya Lene. And I am a health educator and a DJ at this moment in time. Well, talk about diverse, right? I was right? like, how how did you how do those go together, or did they just like two loves of yours? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you're just like, okay, multiple sources of income. Exactly. I mean, I started off in radio and have been DJing since then, and health is just a big part of my story, and so it's just, there's no getting away from either one of them. So they've sort of been a, a through line in my life for at least the last ten years. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, can I ask a question before we dive deep of into it? Okay, so um, we're probably going to get to the music stuff, um, like DJing, kind of dissecting music and whatnot. Talk mm-hmm. uh, for just a moment mm-hmm. about the health stuff, because you mentioned it's been a part of your life for the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. Um, share with us what you choose to share around like how that became kind of one of the things that you do. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so really I've always been pretty health conscious whether or not my diet and uh, you know <laughs> behaviors have reflected that um just straight up there's just a lot of chronic illness in my family namely diabetes stroke 
heart disease. And so I've really always been very conscious that I've, I've needed to look after my health. Okay. And so I, um, at the time, was working in grocery and was, you know, really interested in, like, healthy eating. And I would always on my breaks, like, go look at books on nutrition. And so okay. I've always been super interested in it. And so the more I started to study it, the, the deeper I got into it, which is when I found public health, which is what my background is in. And so it looks at sort of the root causes of, um, of health disparities as opposed to, like, everybody eat kale and you'll be healthy but it's more like why you know why my family who you know um in in large ways is low income right why mm-hmm. why is there so much disease in just my family alone and huh where, where is this reflected in other communities like mine so that's really um you know where i'm coming from uh, health-wise okay i love that i like the the transition of the personal like this is a, impacting me the person and then how do i kind of reach out and then hopefully impact the community around me mm-hmm. so that we can break this cycle and have people know that there are other options out there. Exactly. Okay, that was the serious part of it, so <laughs> I will now transition. <laughs> you can rejoin us, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking that. Yeah, um, so, you know, our podcast covers a lot of topics related mm-hmm. to career, workplace, even just personal ambition and just being a person of color or a queer person of color in those spaces. I mean, occasionally talking about relationships and stuff, yeah, but whatever, um, or just emails. <laughs> but uh, I, when everything is love, when I listened to that a few times through, I was like, there are so many good themes and messages that go along right with our podcast. And I thought, I mean, I don't know how other people are talking about it pop culturally, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we can make it work here because. There's just that we talk about the, um, the black tax, the black emotional tax a lot mm-hmm. um, that goes on top of the job or what we're doing. And it's it goes all the way. It's been passed down since our, you know, our ancestors were enslaved here. And now it's just in our DNA. There's articles and research about how mm-hmm. this stress, this added stress is just embedded in our DNA. And we react to things that are actually... Um, really primitive instincts mm-hmm. from how our ancestors reacted during times of hatred, mm-hmm. stress, and whatnot. Oh my gosh, that was the, the I'm, I'm just thinking about that tweet that I sent you the other day around, like, um, I think they call it, like, beating, but I'm like, in my world, it, it's a whooping, you get a whooping, mm-hmm. um, but it was talking about how, like, centuries ago, or, like, different generations, like, they would kind of whoop their children, whoop their children, whoop their children, without and then that just get, gets carried on rather than taking the time to like nurture that piece of the relationship and breaking the cycle of like beating or whoop giving a whoop into your child it's just like the thing that you know to do so that you just historically continue to do it mm-hmm. and you just plan like okay when my kid gets out of line whether or not i have a kid right now this is how i'm going to discipline them mm-hmm. rather than seeing that there's another way to do that so it's really that thing that you so kind of to, to your point it's that thing that you learn and you keep doing because you don't know a different way or you've never been exposed to a different way or this was done to you and it worked quote unquote it worked so you're just going to do it to the next one because you assume it's going to work in that way moving forward mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. that was deep can we go light <laughs> i was like wait a minute well okay so i have you know some questions just to get us warmed up a little bit and the first thing which is now just a thing Mm-hmm. Where were you <laughs> and what were you doing on Saturday, June 16th, mm-hmm. when everything is love and ape shit dropped? Mm-hmm. I was legit 
at in Palm Springs, leaning up the side against the pool, having a pina colada. So it was all things wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we started drinking early mm-hmm. in the day. So it was breakfast, mm-hmm. it was a drink. And so it was a variety of things throughout the day. So that's what I was doing. And I, my phone went off a few times. But I mean, it was on the side. And I was like, who is bothering me right now? It was my first thought. Like, who is bothering me? Like, what do they want? Folks know that I'm not responding right now. And then I saw it. And I was like, Beyonce? Is, what? What is going on? Instagram? Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on? Did you find out through Twitter or just a text message from a friend? Both. Oh, okay. Like, they happened within seconds of each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Because oh, mm-hmm. I can't be friends with someone who doesn't have the notifications yeah. of when... Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's no point. <laughs> who, who are those people? I don't know her. So, her, you? him, or them. <laughs> How about you, Maya? So, if I could just talk a little bit of background okay. around this album. So, we all know in the Beehive that... Both Hove and B do this to us. Yes. We know yes. That, that we knew that there was going to be some kind of surprise drop. Mm-hmm. So I was well aware that there would be a joint surprise drop. I had been talking about it, you know, for months before. So for me, it was really around when is it going to happen? Mm-hmm. So once I got the notification, I was actually DJing a gig. Um, I was DJing a Juneteenth celebration in Santa Cruz. Okay. And so I think somebody just casually was like, you know, Daisy and Beyonce just... just announced that album so for me it was really <laughs> music stopped the bit and was over after that I was like alright y'all no but, so I was like okay I just for, so for me it was really just like reaching that moment of calm letting it wash over me and just knowing that the moment has come so it wasn't so much like oh my god it was just like here we are yeah and so then you know a sequel thing here we are here we are so so finish the gig and um I, re- I really like to, when they come out with these surprise projects, I don't go straight to it because I want to really be able to get into it. So I didn't actually do any, I know social, no nothing. I think, Paul, you tried to send me a call. I was like, I want nothing. <laughs> I like to let it wash over me naturally, organically, you know, with all the nutrients. You're getting baptized. You know, getting baptized by the music. And so I didn't touch anything until, because I knew I'd be tired after my gig. And so I said, no, I really want to get into this. So not till the next day, not even touch it. I respect that. Yeah. I mean, we learned our lesson the first couple times. So, mm-hmm. question: Did do you all have title, or did you wait for it to, <clears throat> to drop on Spotify? I think it's Spotify and uh, Apple Music. It came the same day. Um, I you, used to have title only ever for the free week trials, mm. and I only have so many email addresses. So <laughs> I was like, I need to listen to this now. I don't care what I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I actually was like, oh, I haven't used my work email yet. <laughs> That's okay. No one's gonna fire me for that. I'm so. Mr. Paul. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm on that Paul plan. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. I, I kind of found a found a way in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure Google's gonna have to purge a bunch of email addresses. <laughs> and actually, email addresses. after you share, I want to say a little something about title subscription because um because Jay Z mentioned it in, in one of the tracks. Okay. Sure. So um. Saturday was a lazy day for me. I did some things in the morning and um, was just in bed watching some Netflix. And I was actually just chatting with some East Coast friends. I have this group, Little Thread, and they're a group of people that I usually talk about entertainment, music, and um, they're all people of color. So we like, we go in on some things. And so um, it's going, it's going, it's going. And I think this is around like two o'clock-ish. 
was like, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> I wake up at five. That's when it happens. And the number, and usually I'm used to a very high number of unread messages in that group text. <laughs> but when I tell you it was at like 300. Oh and I was like, God. and I ch- chimed in. I was like, guys, what's going on? I was like, where have you been? <laughs> I didn't tell them I was taking a nap. I just like, put this, they're like, Paul, where are you? And I started like hyperventilating. I was like, God damn it, all I did was take, I just closed my eyes. And it, I looked at the timestamp of when, like, the stuff started appearing for the Beyonce stuff. And it was right when I went to bed. If I just, like, checked my phone one more when, before I took that nap, I would have been I would have been up. That would have been my caffeine. I would have not needed a nap. So I wake up at 5. I have to be in Oakland to see my friend's comedy show. So I'm like... Getting dressed, okay, download title, mm-hmm. and I watched the music video first. Mm-hmm. And I was late for my friend's comedy show, but he was last, so it was fine. <laughs> but yeah, I listened to pretty much the album on the Uber mm-hmm. across the bridge, mm-hmm. um, had my headphones with me, and then I listened to it again at night, Uber back home. I was just like, I need to consume it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, oh. mm-hmm. yeah, and I watched it, the video like three more times that night. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, so, um, title. title. Mm-hmm. I know, I was like, I'm, I'm tell curious. me more. So, so Jay-Z mentioned that, you know, folks kind of hate on him, um, I guess because they don't have their stuff together, and so does it, so, so folks hate because, um, basically they don't have what Jay-Z has, and so one way they sort of, uh, uh, act out is by not uh, being involved with title, right? Mm-hmm. So what do y'all think about that? Do you do you feel like folks are you know like FJZ? I don't I don't get title. Like do you feel like do you feel like he's he's right in in his assessment of that or I don't um I can I can only see this from a personal lens. Like it costs money, um and I already had something right. So I didn't I didn't need to add something else because all that I wanted was not on title at the time anyway. Like when it first came out, um. So that for me it was a it's very much a financial decision. Right. So I'm like I've already got this other thing that exists. Why do I I'm not going to add another add another monthly bill or subscription yeah. to my phone right. or my pocketbook. Right. Um, I perhaps people are feeling that way. I can get where he was like people are hating on me. Da da da. And I was like, okay, but then there's things like Apple Music and Spotify right. that already exist. So there's probably an element that's about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, the empire that they have I, I can't even say that they're building that they have mm-hmm. um, but for some of us it's the financial decision yeah. so yeah. Um, for as long as title has been around I have not seen it change the game as much as he wanted it to now, mm-hmm. you can say that a lot of companies started out, start out that way but we're in a market where music streaming is being diluted more and more with all these options and for me in terms of functionality like yes financial is important too for me but it's except like accessibility and ease of it like already with tv i have netflix i have hulu i have hbo and they all have something that the other doesn't have so i'm willing because i love content and there's a lot of great stuff out there. I'm willing to pay that money for that. Mm-hmm. But with music, I just want everything in one place. Like, right. there's no reason to have this competition in the music world. 
Um, and I think his assessment of that voice out there is right. I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a way of rebelling. Mm-hmm. I mean, even some people, even the front, my friends in that group message said, nah, I'm going to wait till, you know, Monday or mm-hmm. whatever. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing, because we've had experience with, like, we know it's, it, it may drop there, but in, like, a day or two, it'll be on the other one. So if you can practice a little bit of patience, like, mm-hmm. my $11 or whatever, it'll be worth it, because I'm just going to get it in a few days. Mm-hmm. Or if I wait just long enough, somebody is already going to download it and maybe send me a link to it so I won't have to pay for it at all. So, right. like, right. So like game recognized game. So. Right. <laughs> and for me, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's financial and it's also, I mean, I'm part of so many subscriptions. Like, you yeah. know, Netflix, Hulu, DJ thing. I have Spotify. And for me, it's like, I just don't need this extra thing. There's no value to it. However, I will say about Title is that their curation is the best, I would say. Just okay. the way the, that the music is curated and the way you can tell that there's actual people behind there making decisions. I feel like Spotify may be more of an algorithm. Okay. Like I feel uh. like there's a person that's actually curating content mm-hmm. and being like, I think you would like this or this is what this is what's next. I feel like Spotify really uh, reflects what's what's now. Even their new yeah. stuff is not really new. It's kind of like. The things that you would expect, whatever on the top of Billboard or whatever, but I feel like the the, the playlists they curate for me are not necessarily the, the greatest of, of, of content. So I will say content-wise is good, but in terms of like the integration and being integrated with different platforms and stuff like mm-hmm. that, title is just not there yet for in a way that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know. There's so many, so many options. Yeah, it's too many. It's a little bit of overload. Yeah, I agree. So, um, the... Music video was accessible for everybody. At least they mm-hmm, were nice mm-hmm. with that. It was, was on great. YouTube, yeah, right? Exactly. And I, at first, I was like, "Oh goddamn, it's a whole album, <laughs> a visual, another visual album." But it was a six minutes, one song, um, ape shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let's. Um, I guess we'll couple the song with the video, just like first impressions. But I do want to like go through the images that you okay. saw or that were most poignant for you, mm-hmm. um, or even just comedic. Um, okay. <laughs> and yeah, go from there. Mm-hmm. Would you like to start? No, no, no. I feel like I'm like the least like connected to it, which is <laughs> yeah. fine. I'm I'm 100 okay with that. Um, let's see. I really liked the video. It was um, just an overall. There were lots of. First, we all know that uh, Beyonce's a Virgo, so there's one clip. There's a Virgo. The, like the name is in there. Um, yeah, I'm also a Virgo, so I'm like, I connect, I see you, sis. Um, so I saw a lot of that in there in terms of, like, just her nature of being a Virgo and everything is, like, meticulous and, like, perfectly, like, aligned. And if there are straight lines, the straight lines, everything is in unison. Everything is, like, smartly done and put together. So, um, shout out to Virgo. So that's just, you know, who we, who we are and can be. Um, maybe not all the time. So I saw a lot of that in there, but it was a lot of opulence, a lot of like, mm. are we even supposed, we as in black folks, are we supposed to be in this space? Yes, we're in this mm-hmm. space and we own this space, you know, figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, I just, I saw a lot of that as an overall theme. Um, I love so many of the, so many lies. I love two of the dance scenes that I saw I won't get into the detail, but two of those that I love, and I don't normally pay attention to stuff like that, um, but I liked the song so much, like had it on, re- that particular song mm-hmm. on repeat um, for a good, I don't know, six rounds of it, so, um, and then watched the video a few times, so, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really, 
thank you for your like <laughs> she's like yes I hear you <laughs> I hear you I heard you um, so yeah that's the, the little snippet that I feel about that but lots of Virgo um, tendencies in there yeah I was gonna say if you're not a Virgo you would, yeah. so that's something that was not for us I think so it was in the loop correct Yes. yes. Okay. So first of all, first that uh, says a whole yeah. lot for like we Lord. oh we shut a lube down. Like yeah. first of all, um, so that is just a statement in and of itself. And then I love the opening um, image of the Mona Lisa mm-hmm. and the two of them. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like yep, classic, classic. You know, yeah. legendary, legendary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're supposed um, to be. You're supposed to be here. We're supposed to be here too. Yeah. And how like they are the you know I feel like our pop pop culture icons are the Mona Lisa of our time. Too. Mm, I feel like mm. we don't really see it as that now, but mm-hmm. in 10, 15 you know, years, it's like, oh, dude, Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of like how we immortalize Michael and Prince now, right? Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, it was definitely a reminder that um, I'm not up on my art history, which is really <laughs> funny because I took so much art history in uh-huh. college. Um, we won't talk about why I repeated certain classes, but I, <laughs> but I should really know a lot of this, like the back of my hand. I really don't, so that was really funny to me. But, um, but I love just the imagery of like the the black woman on the stairs mm. and like and and that and and I just felt like there was a lot of sort of. Um, there was a message there that we belong here, just like you mm-hmm. were saying, we belong here. Like here are these these great, you know, classics, and we are a part of this, mm-hmm. and we 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 deserve to have mm-hmm. the same sort of respect that we give, you know, these like immortalized um, art pieces. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, um, lots of things. Um, I don't know who popularized this, but I think the Beyonce, uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z have probably owned this, but I noticed how, like, if you take all their music videos, like, the yes, known for choreography, but folks like Beyonce and Jay-Z themselves, like, they, they don't have to say anything in the videos now. They just stand there, and mm-hmm. they look at the camera, and everything speaks for itself. Like, it is such a, like, when it comes to communicating, your what like your either your value, your worth, or what you believe, you know, you, you look at videos, and you, certain people can't just do that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I even think about, like, Kendrick Lamar, like, his face, and he can say, uh, not Kendrick Lamar, sorry, Donald Glover, mm. in, you know, recent music video, and right. I think there's just something about black people in general. Like, you just put their face there, and you zoom in, and I just get this wash of history. Mm-hmm. Like, I can feel the pain and the happiness and the sadness and the, hap- mm-hmm. you know, success mm-hmm. all in one image, and mm-hmm. the... The videographer did such a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about the fashion? Oh my god! The goodness. fashions? How <laughs> you gonna have a runway with no fashions? Right. <laughs> fashions. Um, even just the that teal suit, teal mm-hmm. turquoise mm-hmm. suit with that purple, mm-hmm. like weird colors, but it fit within the framework mm-hmm. of the, yeah. the the video, mm-hmm. um, and even matched some of the paintings in that room. Um, have you yeah. been to the Louvre? I've not. No. I have, and I've been. It, it is gigantic, mm-hmm. like gigantic. I like you could spend one day, like in terms of just square footage and how much you walk. I made the mistake of going there after I did a full kind of day, and I was like, I just want to see the Mona Lisa. Yeah, right. I just, <laughs> I just rushed. Like, where is Casually. it? Casually, and uh-huh. I went there, and maybe because I'm not really a like painting mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. person. And I was like, it was so small. Yeah, that's it's what really small. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, 
I didn't even get close to it. I took a snapshot. I was done going back to my hotel. And I feel like I, I feel now ashamed that, you know, they're putting this on this pedestal, you know? Um, yeah, but that's a lot, though. It's a lot. But my last thing, kind of theme from this, is that uh, I love how, and I think they've always done this, but they owe art for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, in the black community is and well and I would say for the folks who are grown and they really have like lived a life like they have for some reason used that as like a label of success mm-hmm. um, uh, if there's many examples and even like sitcoms and uh, just music and other levels of entertainment where it's a we strive for this white man's success and it's not mm-hmm. just the dollar bills um, and that's really easy to communicate on, you know, with these younger rappers, they use like money and coins as the way of success. But really, um, what I love about it is that it's not just like what that painting or what that piece of art represents. Um, it, it's about this access to history and education and mm-hmm. it just art is, it's something that's so expensive, but it's so valuable because it tells a story. Mm-hmm. So I love that because it's, it's not just like paper you know like we are we value those things too and they're basically telling us that you can do it too you know well i think one of the things that is maybe a little difficult and i'm not a high consumer of art there's lots of it that i don't get i'm like i don't understand this but there are some pieces that i like i see and it's usually a little bit more modern it's not like the i can't even name a piece of art so let me stop um but more modern things that tell a story um, like within like a visual of what you're seeing. Um, but I think, I wonder if we're drawn to it because for so long historically it was like an untouchable and the sign of like, oh, you've made it because you either own it or you quote unquote, you get it. Like you understand it. Mm. Um, which is a little bit challenging as a person who doesn't own art. Um, and I have access to see it and whatnot, uh, not necessarily to purchase it. Um, but I, one of the things that I like that makes art for me relatable is that everybody has the ability to interpret it in their own way. Mm-hmm. So we may be looking at the same piece and I'm going to be totally focused on something different than Maya's focused on. Mm-hmm. And it's still going to be meaningful in different ways. Um, so that was a random aside, but yeah, I wonder sometimes are we, is there a fascination with it because it's so untouchable and so like other, like the other side of the tracks of people who have that. And like now that we can have it, we may not know or give a damn about it really, but because historically it's been this piece that this this thing that people have revered, then we're like, oh, we revere it too now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, the title, ape shit. Like I, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but my prank, I thought it was a smart way to um, take a few things, a few things that are negative in our community. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, like how we revolt and like fight back always seen as a negative even though it's protesting um and the the i'm using the word the monolith i don't know anyways the uh, like using that term to like monkeys apes the jungle yeah. um and spinning it into this positive because the the song is like I mean, the main line is, haven't you ever seen a crowd go and ape shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how I'm taking that is, um, no matter if it's a celebration, no matter if it's a protest, like any kind of gathering of us together is always going to be seen as this 
negative kind of crowd together. Like I think about mm-hmm. that barbecue on mm-hmm. in Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. And I, 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 there's something deeper that I don't have the words for, but it's just a positive spin to a celebration. Mm-hmm. Like we made it. And hey, you can't like why you're gonna question us? Haven't you seen a crowd go in Yeah, and I and I, I I love that. Right? Is that first of all, the song is called Ape Shit, and they're talking about going ape shit. That's the theme of the song, and they're mm-hmm. inside of the Lube talking about this, like mm-hmm. like arguably the, like the, the most pristine, <laughs> right? Like you would right. Could you imagine a bunch of black people in there? Oh wait, here you go. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's almost like here's like <laughs> right. Where's that lady with the phone? Um, but, but it's like here's a bunch of, here's a bunch of black folks in the Louvre shutting it down, and they're exemplifying black beauty, mm-hmm. black you know I don't know uh, regality yeah. you know like there's is that a word we'll say we'll say well yes yeah. you meant regal okay. but and you Re- took it to the next level regal okay mess, right yeah. mm-hmm. but you know so they're they're really you know trying to show us like like here we are in all of our beauty mm-hmm. inside of this very white. Yeah. you know, institution and and get used to it. Yeah. I, I I really felt that to get used to it. Mm. And I love the juxtaposition juxtaposition of ape shit and loop. Oh, can you not? I was just thinking, <laughs> Go I was ahead. like, how do I work juxtaposition into this? No, but you got it. You got yeah, it. So totally. it's in. Yeah. <laughs> so um okay, so the album cover mm-hmm. it is not of chasing Beyonce. Um it goes back to the Louvre in front of the Mona Lisa, and there is this beautiful dark-skinned black woman um, with a nice, like, slick back hair, wavy too, and um, she is uh, behind a man doing his hair, mm-hmm. and he's sitting down, and then you see a faded image of the Mona Lisa in the background. Mm-hmm. Impressions, thoughts, symbolisms. What is it saying for this being the definition of the album? I think it's an unexpected. Um, I think folks expected it to be something as simple as like the Beyonce, like when she did the self-title, mm-hmm. um, something that simple. Um, I think it is unex- it was unexpected. Um, I also think it's kind of a throwback to like black love, like way back in the day. Um, I almost like the, the thing that was missing for me was like a stove and a hot comb and her mm-hmm. yeah. doing his hair in that way. Um, and then you see like the cloud of smoke coming up because you burned it. Um, but <laughs> the relatable moment um, just triggered just a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, it, it felt unexpected. So like the fact that we got the album, like we all knew it was coming. It was just a matter of when and what are you going to be doing when it happens. But it was unexpected. I love that it was dark skinned folks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just, there's such there was such a richness to both of them. Um, I actually really like that it's not. Uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z on the cover um, I actually liked it a whole lot that it was not them on the cover because I'm like we're gonna see you enough um, but yeah so those are some of my initial like really chocolate dark like a throwback to like the 70s 70s album cover mm-hmm. like the only thing they needed they were addition to the in addition to the hot comb was like <laughs> bubble letters that said love you know or yeah. something like that yes I totally agree with and saw all of that too did I? Uh. And I also feel like it's it's a real like it's the, that's the essence of black love, right? Mm-hmm. Doing somebody's hair, whatever she's doing, yeah. greasing his scalp or yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you really love somebody if you like combing out their kinks. You know what yeah. I mean? And it was just like it's just such such one of those small things, but for what they've been through, it says a lot that that's where they're at now, mm-hmm. or maybe that's what they worked their way yeah. towards. Um, and, let me just 
Go for it. I'm looking at the picture, and it doesn't come off as, like, these are people who are together, even though this is Beyonce and Jay-Z, they're in love. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it, and just even... It, it just looks like two people who, not just friends, like, they are just, mm-hmm. they're just together. That's true. They could be brother and sister. Yeah. It, it comes off in so many ways, and I I would like to think that's intentional, because then that way, the, I was telling um, a friend of mine, like, if I go into another, you know, black friend's home, when I see their black mom, I immediately have this visceral, like, you're my mom, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I call the other black mom's mom. Oh, really? I'm like, hey, mom. <laughs> and I don't care how long I've known my friend. I just feel this like you care for me too. Mm-hmm. And you know there are I definitely have stories of folks like watching out for me when I'm not at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the covers are conveying is like you can mm-hmm. see yourself fitting. Doesn't matter. Like it could be people in love, could be brother and sister, friends. Like we all have this communal. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Any last thoughts on the cover? No, I think I'm complete. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we just got nine tracks, but we don't have time to like go track by track. Yeah. Um, but so let's kind of just say overall impressions of the project and mix in your favorite tracks, least favorite tracks. I mean, if there are. Take a look at the track list. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, bring in some themes, and I'll go first since. There's a theme that I think is so strong in here that I love is, you know, one, just the lyrics. Well, first of all, this is mainly just a Beyonce album. Like, Jay-Z is barely in it. Exactly. And I love that because so... You know, because you know why. They know that, that we, uh, <laughs> as members of the Beehive, are not having us, like, not, like, getting our fix. So yeah, it'll be a couple more years before she releases a new one. And so I feel like they knew that they had to give us more Beyonce than not. Because we just got a J project. We're fine on him. Mm-hmm. We're, we're good. True, mm-hmm. true. So we needed a little more B, you know, just <laughs> to, to tide us over to the next one. This is true. Yeah. Another thing, um, this actually ties back into the artwork. They did talk about the relationship a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was not about them. Mm-hmm. It was an omnipresent and I love that kind of mm. voice an omnipresent is a godlike voice meaning I see everything and I'm going to talk about how I see it I'm going to step out of myself mm-hmm. and it's reflected in the album cover it's not about them and they've lived a life and they want to share that message and share a story that we could either learn from or maybe we resonate with mm-hmm. um, and I think that's such a epitomous like it's such a like a it's a climax it's like you as an artist if you can start not talking about yourself and art is the very thing the very mechanism that we use for self-expression when you have the wherewithal to be able to use your art to talk about everything else i think that is that's a new level of um uh, what's the word i'm looking for like you know the highest level in that hindu like um nirvana nirvana that's like you you've reached a way of communicating that is just so admired and I love that like I even self-titled um Lemonade those are so such personal projects and now they said we've overcome it's not about us anymore I know that you love our music when it's about hurt and turmoil and all this stuff but we're past it and so now we're going to talk about this is where you can this is you can make it here too 
And I like how they, 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 they sort of gently touched on, you know, what, what happened. They filled in a little bit of the gaps. But it's like, we've heard it. We've heard the whole thing from both of them. We really don't need any more of it either. It's like kind of like, we heard B-side. Mm-hmm. And then we heard J-side. And I feel like it would almost be overkill for them to keep talking about, like, you know, in depth and detail, you know, about what happened. It's kind of like, you know, it's oversaturation. So I think they were they were smart in taking a step back a little bit and sort of letting us sort of fill in whatever gaps we still need to. But we're here to still make music in the way we are. Even mm-hmm. sonically, I mean, I don't know if we got time to get all, in, all yeah, into the sound. But sonically, it's just, it's not, they've always played around with different sounds for sure. But it's kind of like. They're kind of both stepping out a little bit of what their norm is, and I like it. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, just throwbacks to, to Dre and Snoop, throwing on a little, like, common references, throwing a little Yasin Bay references, like, just kind of, like, bringing in those other hip-hop mm-hmm. elements, mm-hmm. too. Um, I really like, because I feel like a lot of times we don't celebrate, especially in hip-hop, you don't, a lot of times you don't quote other artists like that okay. if they're on your level, you know? Because okay. younger artists, they'll quote older artists, you know, but it's like, you know, he, oh, comment, oh, okay. Like, it, it's a nice treat that he's at a point where he doesn't have a lot of ego around, I'm the best, and mm-hmm. I have to prove to you lyrically that I'm, I'm still the best. We all know, you know, and so he can, he can now bring in these other artists that we love, and, and they're doing their own version of it. I like it. Yeah, um, I, I totally, I, I mean, you highlighted something I didn't even think about, and like, isn't that so important in the black community when I think we have a lot, so much pride and it's so hard to acknowledge someone right beside you, beside you especially in the male world, um, to acknowledge that, yeah, they're doing some good shit too. Like, that's so hard to do and they're showing humility. Mm-hmm. Putting the ego aside. Um, I love how positive it is. It is yeah. such a positive album. Like, you just don't get that all the time. Mm-hmm. Music is all about not just about that, but it's like you're hurt, you're mad, you're angry, yeah. or you're Hearts sad. Hearts are struggle. And, mm-hmm. and then you use that to produce something. And um, I think sometimes we've lost touch with happiness, and especially in today's context, mm-hmm. and how happiness can create art too. It doesn't have to come from a hurt place. And even the tones of the song, it's all like in the, um, you know, if you have your major versus minor keys, it's all like major. Mm. Um, I didn't hear any minor dissonance mm-hmm. or, you know, those creative things. Um, that affects that affects the mood greatly. I mean, start with summer. Like it was like melted chocolate, like the voice <laughs> and the it was I didn't and that's an interesting way to start an album. Mm-hmm. You know? And then go yeah, right into age shit, you know? Ah, oh, it was so juicy and Oh, uh, like, uh, it was so, yeah. <laughs> I was like, would you it. like to be alone? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, what, what was it like summer? for you in, in Palm Springs listening in the summertime? Um, now, low-key, I didn't get it until it came on to mm. okay. um, Apple Music. Okay, okay. So I, I really didn't. Okay. Um, but thank you but, for asking. But did it take you back to that, that, that moment, to those, the drinks in your hand and... Um, I wish it had, but I had like my nephews there who were like seven months and two and a half, so it was it was like more noise and chaos than anything else. But I loved it because they were there. there one was like auntie, 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 and talking up a storm. So there was there was no real moment for chill with that. Right, got it. Um, but yeah, maybe next time. So. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's just so relaxed, and it was. It's just. It just. It, I feel like the thematically that song is just like it's where they're at. It's like they they weathered the storm, and now they're like on a beach, just chilling and like enjoying each other and enjoying mm-hmm. you yeah. know what they've been through. And yeah. laughing at themselves, like they made mm-hmm. references to, like there was another Becky reference in there. There was like, oh, I missed that. Um, and they were just like, the, how they wrote it was, oh, like we're laughing at this now. It's like no big deal. Right. Um, loves that. I love even that the fact that it dropped on June sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like everything was juxtaposed mm-hmm. to this long history of, you know, black man and woman trying to get be successful and be happy. I think. We have a unique history when it comes to uh, black love, and I'm going to talk about it in the straight sense. Um, you know, men leaving the home and all of this, and and then you have this album cover of two people. I don't know. There's just a lot of layers to this slave history and everything we've accumulated since then, and being able to say like we're in a, a much better place. So tell me the significance of June 16th, because. It's not Juneteenth, because that's the 19th. I thought that was the 16th. Juneteenth is not the 16th? Mm. Uh, I am (laughs) almost certain that it's not the 16th. I think think the day of, you know what, I'm not even going to. Yeah, I was like, let's let's go ahead and use it. It was June 19th. Oh, dang. Yeah. Uh, I kept seeing people put that on there, and I was like, I am 99.97% sure it's not the 16th. But that was a weekend, though, so I can see how people were like, Acknowledging it and celebrating in that way, but yes. I was like, "Baby, that's a weekday." Like, so I thought that was Tuesday. All the celebrations, <laughs> uh huh, um, right? Obviously, because you did the thing. Yeah. My friend did a like a fried chicken event. Yeah, and you know. we were all there was a do rag uh, uh, thing in like North <laughs> Carolina. Yeah, so I thought, oh, like June sixteenth, like the day that we actually got uh, the emanci- emancipation proclamation actually t- actually took effect. That's when we were actually free. Right? On the 16th or the 19th? On the 19th. Okay, yes. Well, so uh, the, is that... I don't think the... Because it took some time. I'm, I don't... I'm not... I'm by no means a historian. I have, I have not much to contribute. Okay. Because <laughs> this is one of those things I think I know and don't know enough to yeah. even open my mouth. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I... I like... I think that's when they were... They actually got free. That wasn't... I don't think that was the date of the, like... Emancipation Proclamation. Yeah, that's not what I'm I'm agreeing with your first point. Okay, okay. Usually when a law goes into effect, it takes several months for it to actually be, uh, what they call it, the date of effect, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying is that... And I don't think it was that that, uh, cleanly packaged. I think that, like, Mm. the owners were like, no, you're not. Um, And so there, I I can, I'm in my mind, like, I can just barely imagine, like, there was a tussle and a fight and, like, figuring out. It wasn't like... Tomorrow it goes into effect on you know September first and so it's and so it is. <laughs> no. uh, I guess we have to let you free then. I think it was time, if not years. Cinnamon cookies, right? No. Yeah, here's well, a little satchel for you right okay. home. So Wikipedia says uh, Juneteenth or Freedom Day on June nineteenth is the announcement of the abolition of slavery in the U.S. state of Texas. Okay, and more generally, the emancipation of enslaved African Americans throughout blah blah blah. So okay, so maybe so is that so. They're saying that's the day that Abraham Lincoln went and said blah, 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 blah. No. So it says the Emancipation Proclamation was issued on September 22nd, 1862, with an effective date of January 1, 1863. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, okay, right, so well, the point yeah. is, is that <laughs> the album being dropped like, on that day. Two and a half some odd years later is when, like, 
I get real freedom happened. I'm using real freedom in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. But it took some time. It wasn't like it's an, it's effective and then all of a sudden, like, on this date it's effective and so you're free. No, they weren't giving yeah. up the slaves like that. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah. I'm sure it was a, a fight, tussle, and I can't even imagine yeah. how many lives were yeah. lost. Yeah. Jim Crow and all that. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. we're going to go around the room and just give a closing thought. Okay. On this project. Does it matter? What direction you take it? Just give your closing thought. Okay. Our guest. All right. So, um, so once again, I just really love all the all the themes. I love the sound of it. Um, it's definitely. A, I feel like it's a departure from what we would expect mm-hmm. them to do mm-hmm. as a joint project, and I like I like the surprise of it. Um, I also think that they don't have anything to prove on this album. Uh-huh. I don't. I think that they're, they're gonna put out good music, but I, I really don't think there's anything to prove. Um, and I love. I mean, even like a song like "Friends." They're talking about their friends and how good their friends have been to them, um, you know, over the years. So I just feel like we're just getting this. You know, they've been together for a long time at this yeah. point, and so they're talking about different things that are really in their world. And I feel like if we look, if we if we compare it to what's in the greater music landscape right now in popular music. Sonically, I think they're they're kind of like riding that wave a little bit, right? But at the same time, they don't feel like they have to compete. I feel mm-hmm. like, they, you know, they're going to put Amigo sound in there. They're going to put, who was on there? Quavo? Oh, Quavo, yeah. Um, you know, like they got the Pharrell in there. So they so they <laughs> oh have so they have their, 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 their folks, and so they're, they're, they're still attuned to what's, what's happening in the streets. But they are at a very mature point in their lives and careers that they don't have anything to prove. So I love that. Um, and I feel like uh, they done good. They done good. <laughs> they really have. You know, they don't they don't put out crap. They always put out quality music. And I really love... And, and for me, it's, it's always a treat to go back and to find the Easter eggs. Like, y'all have mentioned some things. I'm like, what? That happened? When was that? Oh, what track was that? So it's... it's they always... They they leave us wanting more and they give us a lot. Yes, which I love. I think mine will be short. Um, I like the whole thing. I haven't uh, had as deep of a dive as both of you, so I can very much appreciate hearing what you have to say in your perspective. And it'll, it'll make me go back and listen again and actually start to read some of the think or stink pieces out there around it. Um, so I I'm looking forward to hearing this. Um, I get my best listens in when I'm on a run. And so I'm excited to hear, like, the cadence of how it goes with the run, which is so nerdy to say, but whatever. It, I'm excited to hear, like, the kind of the slow, melodic way that it goes, but then it jumps into ape shit and, like, having to pick up the speed and tempo and listening to it in a different way. Because for me, the, my mind gets cleared mm-hmm. and I can hear things when I am running. Um, so I'm looking forward to kind of the ups and downs of that Um I think one of my favorite songs is Boss, uh, a la the show. Um, but I don't know if I said this song when we were recording, but it's both inspirational and aspirational. Mm-hmm. Like, these are all the things we have. Um, and I'm like, damn, I, like, I would like those things too. But like, we, are, we all know that they worked hard to get there and they've been through the ups and downs. So, um, yeah. And then it's just like, I think there was a line, there's a, some sort of a line, and I'm not a lyric person by any means, around like, you think you're a boss, but you have a boss, or something like that. And I was like, you're right, you're right, read me, you're so right. Um, so just some of those little catchphrases in there, and I'm not really a big Jay-Z fan. I know far more music of his than I 
thought just mm-hmm. based on the first stadium tour. Um, but I actually didn't mind hearing him on this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but of course I was listening to beef the whole time. So yeah. Um, so my kind of, uh, parting thought is this is not for everybody. I don't think this is going to reach like, I mean, it probably might break records. Who, who cares? But you can tell that they don't care. Um, and I've already been getting the feeling that some folks, it's just like, uh, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it's hard to rank. I can't really rank this one. It's such a standalone, but it just sounds so mature. Like, I did not expect them to take the trap route. They have a few trap songs on mm-hmm. there, and that's such a young thing. And right. all, all these cont- uh, older hip-hop artists are, you know, trashing it. But it's like... How did they make it sound so grown? Right. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, it's and real track. adult. It's, it's, it's real adult. It's so. real wine and cheese as opposed to like Henny and Coke. You know what I mean? Right. So, like you can yeah, play that's the, that. Yeah, that's a I good like point. That. There's this event um, occasionally in Oakland. I think sometimes in San Francisco called Trap Art, and it's like a, mm, they feature yeah. two or three or one artist um, of like visual artwork, um, kind of tapped into design a little bit too. And they play a half theme. So one one um, event was it was like Biggie and Tupac. So it was all their art, and then that's all the music that they're playing. And it, it's like the sophistication of hip hop and art together. Okay. Because mm-hmm. they do wine and cheese and all of that too. And I was like, just put this album on. Yeah. Like I could picture myself in like a schmoozy event. <laughs> yeah, just like rock my shoulders. Oh, how are you? Yes, I own this business. Like it is such a mature sound. Like you can't even tell if they're doing trap. I love it. When you said the art and the wine and cheese thing, it made me think of Love Jones. I don't know how familiar you yeah. are with Love Jones, but just kind of that, that vibe of like going into a museum and you're looking at stuff, acting yeah. like you know what the hell it says. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just meet someone and such as... Anywho. Yeah, we're I need, to revi- I need to revisit that, that classic right there. Ugh. Yeah. Love me some Love mm-hmm. Jones. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Maya, for co-hosting with us. You are a wealth of knowledge. Yeah. And you have a good radio voice, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Uh, I had a great time. Um, you can find me uh, on the internet uh, at Facebook. Um, what is my Facebook name? It is <laughs> DJ My Girl on Facebook. And that's my girl. That's T-H-A-T-S-M-A-I-G-I-R-L um, on Instagram. And in the fall, you can look out for my podcast, uh, The Hot Mess Health Show, um, all about health for me and you. Yes. Oh, I'm I didn't know about this. This is breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. First one to hear it on right. HBIC. Check us out. I hear a crossover um, episode coming sometime oh, soon. Oh, I see. I hear too. Mm-hmm. And of course, you can find all this information in the episode description. Um, we're going to take a much needed break, and we'll be right back. So we're back. Um, we're gonna jump right into the Ask a Boss segment. Um, if you have questions, you can email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com um, and we will get you on the next show. Uh, Loki, shout out to me for remembering, slash, I'm looking just <laughs> right now. Um, so we have a question from, uh, they asked us to use a different name, Dominic Alexander Gill. So we're just going to call him Dominic. 
So Dominic says, I have a question for you to related to burnout in higher education. Including all of my experience, I have been in residential life for 18 years. For those who don't know, residential life is as literal, literal as it sounds. You work with college students who live on campus at a university or college. Um, it seems like over the years, more pressure has been put on me on every aspect of my job. So the expectations to perform are per, to perform well, excuse me, are greater, and you have to spend more time doing everything. I know the work we do is important, but it is also important to realize we are humans and only do, can only do so much in a workday without negatively impacting ourselves. Some of my colleagues in other areas of student affairs have similar thoughts as we are asked to do more with less and for less, for less meaning for less money. Uh, how can I fight this burnout feeling? I still want to do the best I can, but I am starting to fade fast. Signed, Dominic. Okay. So 18 years, um, and I would hope probably after 18 years, you're probably at the upper level of, you know, housing administration, maybe leadership, mm -hmm. but not necessarily. You know, um, I, I mean, I can definitely uh, resonate with just the feeling of burnout, not necessarily to that specific field. And one, when it comes to burnout, you got to check yourself. <laughs> and when I say that is it's very easy, easy to have your mentality be super negative where maybe that negativity might be expanding or exacerbating the situation even more, right? Mm -hmm. um, because then you could possibly, you know, you could be that person that's sipping the Kool-Aid. You could be that person that's gossiping or talking badly about uh, your higher up or the people you supervise and you know even though that might be an outlet you want to avoid that and so sometimes I have to ask myself how much of this is uh, just me or how much of it is uh, like I'm really just tired of this kind of work and I need something that's more challenging um, or whatever that that need might be for you um, and then a, a second thing, because I, you know, the, your mind is half the game. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> is, um, you know, I, I guess what what I'm wondering from this letter is, is there something else that you want to pursue? Is there something that uh, you want to try within higher education, or maybe even outside? Like, what's stopping you? I'm uh, really curious about that. I don't want to make assumptions, but Shamina, did the letter have any? implications no like I, I read it all as is <laughs> okay uh, no editing so you know I think burnout is also especially after 18 years and I mean it seems from what you said yeah you've put in what you've put in why not try something new and sometimes trying something new means taking a risk and falling a little bit and uh, climbing back up but how will you know unless you try? I agree. I agree. Oh. Um, I'll chime in my two bits. Um, I think um, 18 years is a long time to do anything, um, even if you've kind of bounced around in the same field. Um, and having started off my career in, um, in higher ed, specifically in res life, there is certainly a high kind of burnout uh, uh, 
period that people kind of exist in or can get to. I mean, it doesn't actually take that long because uh, those types of positions are high intense. And um, let's be honest, it's education. Unless you're like at the executive level, it doesn't pay the greatest. Like, you know, it pays decent um, depending on what you want your quality of life to be. Um, so it's harder and harder to do those things um, and not necessarily reap the, 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 the financial benefits or the feelings of freedom and ability to kind of structure your own time outside of work. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so I think that is a real thing. So I just want to validate that is real. I certainly experienced that for myself. And so that was one of my, the catalysts for me moving out of that space is because I wanted to get my life back. And there was, I, it was hard to find like a dollar amount that I felt like, like how much is your freedom, if you will. Um, and so part of that was like, I just, I have to figure out a way to make it work so I can get my life back. And then I'll, I'll start to feel how free I actually was at that time and continue to be, thankfully. Um, I think um, I'm going to take the, your comment one step further, Paul, in terms of like, is there something else? I'm thinking you're writing this, Dominic, because there is something else that you want to try. Um, you lose nothing by trying it. Like, um, as a pe person who hasn't felt a ton of rejection, but has felt more rejection in the last like five to seven, five, let's say five years, let's be honest, like three years. Um, it is, a, it's a hit to the ego. Like when you put yourself out there for something and that shit doesn't work and you're like, uh, like, excuse me, what? Like I already have my box packed. I have my first day outfit. Like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> so I think, um, using your resources and checking in with friends of like, okay, I'm going to try this thing, try getting it, maybe a kind accountability buddy that can talk you through those and challenge you and push you appropriately on some of those things of like, okay, if you're feeling this, what do you actually want out of this? And saying some of the things out loud that might be scary, like you said them to yourself, but when you say them out loud to somebody else, it might seem scary. But I think sometimes I know for me, it's helpful to say stuff and then have someone hear it and not and have them not be like, oh my gosh, what are you thinking? Um, because my experience uh, tells me, and then I, my lived experience in higher ex, that's been my whole career, is that um, number one, it's still a business. Um, number two, it will continue on whether or not you are there. Um, you are filling a role at a time. And my mom reminds me that like, you know, if something happened to you, if you die, they would have you replaced either with a temporary or a full-time person, like at the mm -hmm. job of time at the drop of a dime, maybe not you, the person, you, Dominic, but that role will be filled or parsed out for the next person. Um, so I think remembering that it's okay to move on um, and shout out to my leak from the My Tachi podcast. Hey, she always Aww. says like, you're not a tree, so you're not planted there and it's okay to move around. Um, and it's okay to explore other things, try them. If it doesn't work, you pivot and you try something else. Um, I just saw a talk the other day with, um, uh, she was just the CEO of, I'm not the CEO, I'm sorry, the chief marketing officer for Uber. What's her name? Oh, um, Bozema? Bozema? Bozema, yeah. Yeah. Um, We've talked about her before on the show. Yeah, Bozema St. John. And her video, it was like, people ask her why she moves around a lot. Um, and she was like, because... I know my worth and I can move around a lot because I want to. And it was just that simple. And I was like, well, damn, you're right. You, we, we can move. And 
we have to break through that guilty feeling of like, I'm going to let this person down. I'm going to let this person down. And like, when really the focus is self, like, am I, am I doing the things that make me happy? So I'm going to wrap it up and say here, Dominic, I think that you're, I'm going to take it a step further. I think that you've got something else in mind that you want to try or at least explore or several things. And this may not be doing it for you. And it's okay to not go back to, um, and lean on the thing that is comfortable. And I think we grow a lot when we, we push ourselves, even in those small ways. And it's okay if you are feeling like you're burned out and you want to do something different. There is zero shame in that. You can do that any time of year that you want, despite when someone says it's a good or a bad time to try something new to explore. Because um, yeah, in higher ed, it's like, well, you can't leave at this time. First of all, don't tell me what I can and cannot do. Um, okay, when, Hope. right? But like you can do those things in a time that works for you. Not every everything has to be on your time. Mm -hmm. I, I'm remember, this is a lot of self talk too. It has to be on your time, not anybody else's time, not anybody else's schedule. If it's convenient, inconvenient for them, okay. Okay. Um, if it's convenient for you, then that's what you need to be paying attention to. These are notes to myself. Lord have mercy. But yeah. To and to end, to quote the great Shamina, because I say this day in day out. I'm here until I'm not. Right? Ooh. Oh. Okay. Dominic, give us an update. Like, if you yeah. have no thoughts or if you have stuff that you are thinking, like, I want to try exploring this, and we're happy to, like, circle back around. We'll sift through the emails and find yours um, and get back to you. But we'd love to hear how you're doing and if you want to dive deeper into that conversation because we're certainly here for it. All right, uh, so that ends our Ask the Boss segment. And remember to email your questions uh, at headbosspodcast at gmail.com. Okay, and we are back for Boss Ass Bitch and Bitch Ass Boss of the Week. Uh, and I have, oh, actually, I have three bosses. One of them I don't know if I've mentioned already. You can check me, Shamina. Mm -hmm. The one is um, Oprah. I mean, <laughs> what else has she done? What I'll never um, do is check you on Oprah, so go ahead. <laughs> Oprah has just become the first black woman on the world's 500 richest pop people list. More specifically, she's also the first um, black woman to, um, uh, of course, my phone just switched screens on me. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, she's also um, the first black woman to reach as of this past Monday, um, it will be two Mondays when you get this episode, uh, her four billion fortune made her the first woman to reach that uh, milestone four billion four billion i don't even know how many zeros that is fully maybe 12 nine yeah um and then it just goes into detail on her stops and you know her enterprises and weight watchers and figures and how much it has increased since the last time they've measured this and it's just all like crazy um and phenomenal so thank you for making me feel even more little. <laughs> uh, my second boss goes to Blue Ivy. And um, for having the wherewithal of knowing to stay out of her parents' business, to stay out of her parents' bedroom, 
to close her eyes when she's seeing her mom and dad making love on the big screen. So there's this cute little video on Instagram. Um, she's at the concert on the run to on the run on the run two tour, and she's with this little kid. I could only imagine what's on the screen, but she gives this like thank face, and then she's like, nah. Now, like she's <laughs> away from the camera, and it's eight seconds of like pure gold. Um, and then my last boss goes to uh, Solange Knowles uh, for being, I, I don't know what music artist has ever uh, opened a furniture line, but she is starting a furniture line with IKEA. I heard that. Um, and I think this is phenomenal. It's so fitting for her because. Um, What's interesting is Solange came to San Francisco maybe two years ago um, for SF MoMA's uh, birthday bash. It was like their 50th or how many ever years celebration. And what Solange is known for in the art and design world is her appreciation for architecture um, and how it's implemented not just in her music videos, but she has all these interesting collaborations with museums and artists. And they're like out in the woods in the forest doing all these like choreography and of course. Thing. Where else <laughs> so did they do it? I have links to some of this artwork, but IKEA, I'm ready to get my um, official seat at the table table. Um, <laughs> and maybe don't touch my hair lamp. <laughs> but uh, I think it's great. It's just a wonderful space, and I'll be the first one at that store. That's all I have. All right. Um, so shout out to those three queens. Um, uh, I I always say I think mine's gonna be short. We'll see. Um, my bitch is really my head bitch is really quick. Um, it's to um, the soon to be I guess creators of this new show. So you know how Roseanne got fired and all this other stuff, and they canceled the show. Now they're coming uh, back with um, like a revised show called The Connors, without any sort of Roseanne inkling or her name or anything. And bitch, because I'm like, just let it go. Let it go. Take the sign that was there that it was over. Let it go. Let it go. Y'all all signed on to the bullshit that you knew that she was coming in with at the beginning. And so now you're going to bring those same people back. Minus perhaps the catalyst, but that doesn't mean the mindset and the mind frame isn't still going to possibly be there. So let it go. Let it go. Ain't nobody going to trip. Let it go. So bitch to that. Okay, Elsa. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to start singing because that's my niece's job. Um, I'm going to say boss to, so I was reading, I consume like ridiculous amounts of news often. Um, so I was on the BBC news Africa. Don't ask me how I got there rabbit hole. Um, but there was, uh, there's this little girl old and they don't even give her name. Uh, well, she goes by DJ switch. She's like, she's easily like 11 or 12, maybe at the max. And she is a DJ. And when I tell you, they had a video on here, and I'll make sure that uh, we get the, the link to the, the, um, the article video in the show notes. Um, she is, um, basically, they call her a Guyanian. Um, so she's from Ghana, Guyanian superstar in action. She, oh, wow. First of all, she's adorable, sweet little chocolate girl, short haircut. Um, and she talks about how, she was like, it wasn't hard to learn. Like, I'm still learning the piano, and, you know, kids learn things quick. So I love school and I, you know, I started to learn this and I just learned it really quick. And she is so cute and she has skills. So I am looking forward to seeing kind of 
what she does and how far she goes. So, but boss to this baby, DJ Switch is what she goes by. Um, I love that. Switch because her DJing switches people to, over to happiness is what she said. Mm. I was like, you are adorable and your mixes are fire. So let's not just be like, oh, she's so cute. But she knows literally what she's doing. Um, I cannot wait to listen. I know you just sent me the video. Um, it was, it's so cute. Um, so boss to her. Um, and then I'm going to say boss to, and I don't actually know if this is a boss or a bitch. So this is just maybe a moment. Um, cause I've been in my head a, uh, quite a bit recently. And, um, I think, uh, and maybe this rolls back to Dominic's, le Dominic's letter. Um, but I think it's time for myself and so many of us to stop thinking so linearly, so, so, so straight in front of us and very singular about the ways that we can contribute to this world. Um, because really, I think that there's so many different opportunities out there for us to take. Again, this is a lot of self-talk, but hopefully it'll hit somebody who's listening. Um, there's a lot of different roads to take. Um, and we just, we have to choose one of them at some point, and then we can choose another one. So being reminded that what we do and how we move forward in life does not have to look one specific way based on how we've seen somebody do it or we've seen somebody talk about it or the quote unquote advice or direction that someone else has given us. And it's okay to veer off. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to try something and realize that you don't like it and you want to do something else. Um, and it's okay to completely course, course correct at any point in time in your life, in your career that you want to. So I am, I'm learning this uh, for myself and it's, it's a little bit uncomfortable um, and I'm not quite sure what to do with it, but um, I just think it's so important for us to not think of like see the people who have done something a certain way and get so wrapped up in that we must do it this way or it needs to look mm. like this um, and really like trust ourselves like most of us who are in positions or ability to make decisions have been on the earth long enough to know that there's a trust that we can have in ourselves that we will be resilient and we will be able to bounce back from whatever or we'll thrive the first time second time that we do something so there's a lot of folks out there who are naysayers and will put these negative thoughts are like, oh, can you do this? Oh, will you be able to maintain the same lifestyle? And I'm not saying I wasn't that like a few months ago, but now as I'm thinking about myself and like the changes that I want to implement in my life in a variety of ways, it's so important to realize that there are many paths to get all of these things done. And we need to start like, li listen to that gut and start to check in with yourself around like, does this feel good? Does this feel right? And if it doesn't, start to take some active steps, even if they are tiny ones, to move forward in a direction that you're going to feel good about the way that you're contributing to the world. Um, so again, that was just a moment, neither a bitch nor a boss, but just a moment of like, it's okay to change your mind um, whenever you want to, be it work, be it relationship, being how you feel like you engage or operate with the world, how you communicate folks with folks. It is okay to change your mind. It is 100% okay. And if somebody tries to shit on you for that, then they are part of your past. And you need to let those people be in your past and not take them into your future. But anywho, that was, those, that was something on my mind. Um, and it's been on my mind for a while. I'm trying to figure out those small ways of doing that. And I have my folks that, I, you know, that, that, that check up on me and they push me a little bit. Um, and I'll be like, that's enough pushing for now. Um, but I think we need those people in our lives. And I think that we need to trust ourselves that we know what's going to work for us. So, because just because you're good at something doesn't mean that that should be your job. Some, lots of people get a lot uh -huh. and they hate doing it. 
but they just naturally, it's a natural talent that they have. And that doesn't mean that they're not living in their talent and in their gifts, but this is just maybe not how they want, they envision their gift um, influencing or being part of the world. It maybe doesn't need to look exactly like this, even though like people are like, oh, it's so great. And I'm like, yeah, you can gas me up. That's cute. I like, like who's going to be, you know, don't gas me up, but I can be gassed up in other ways that feel good and feel right for me. So whew, a moment. All right. I, I definitely agree with all those points and have thought about them at, at one moment in time and continue to do so. Thank you. So um, after that wonderful sound off, uh, we are ending this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. There's, there's so many good treats that we left you. So um, share it with your friends, your family. Anyways, <laughs> uh, so we are on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. You can email us at headbosspodcast at gmail.com. And connect with us on the social. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I don't know why I say that every time. But uh, we also want to connect with you. And we're not just saying that. We really want to get a good assessment on um, the level of, of activity and listeners that, we're, that we have out there. And the best way to know that is through social media. So even if you just want to say, hey, we like that comment or that topic, just give out a quick tweet. It's that simple. All right, uh, that ends my announcement, and we'll see you next week. Bye.